Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I live here in Littleton, Colorado. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Today is Thursday, December 8, 2022. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter titled, We Agnostics. We're going to be on page 47 and reading paragraph number three. It begins with, that was great news to us, and ends with, we could commence at a simpler level. We'll be sharing on that one paragraph only today. Today, we have Team Thursday. Here's a list of our uh, volunteers. For the 12 steps, we have Joni C., 12 Traditions, Judy N. Our readers of the text today, Barb W., Martha Z., and Nancy C. Our newcomer greeter is Ann A., and our second hour moderator is Roz. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, December 7, 2022, are, get your pen and paper out because there was a little glitch, and we were talking about it earlier, so make sure you write these numbers down. 19,721 was the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording. Again, that's 19721. Then the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording was 19,722. That's 19722. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting to our own neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So here's our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose. It's to carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our meeting is that people who are sorry, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered from Minnesota, but not here. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, 
may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Have a blessed day. I will now ask Judy N. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. I'm Judy N., living one day at a time in recovery in Maryland. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has one but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me do service. Well, thank you so much, Joni C. and Judy N. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year, for readers is six months, but there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you press star one to unmute your phone. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter We Agnostics. We're on the big book, we're in the big book on page 47. 
We're on the third paragraph, and I will now ask Barb W. to begin reading that one paragraph. Thanks, Barb. Thank you, Jen, for your service. Barb W., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Illinois. Good morning. That was great news for us, for we had assumed we could not make use of spiritual principles unless we accepted many things on faith, which seemed difficult to believe. When people presented us with spiritual approaches, how frequently did we all say, I wish I had what that man has. I'm sure it would work if I could only believe as he believes. But I cannot accept as surely true the many articles of faith which are so plain to him. So it was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. Um, I love the, the third and fourth words, great news. This is step two, step one, I'm, I'm just helpless, hapless, painful. And to have great news just seems like almost impossible. Um, assuming, assuming that's another word that um, sometimes when I assume things, I go no further than that. But sticking with this paragraph, um, accepting many things on faith which seem difficult to believe and I I think we come to it's it's came to believe that a power greater than us and so that is developed over time that power greater than us and then in which we can have faith because we have a history we have a relationship that we're building and how am I in this paragraph I'm looking for myself um I wish I had what that man has. And how many times in my world did I build myself around what I wished for and envied in other people and not recognizing who I really was? And again, I'm sure it would work if I if I could only believe as they believe. But it's the personal it's a personal relationship that's gonna be built. It's a personal belief in a power. So I cannot accept to surely choose the many girls of faith. So it was comforting. And I have this highlighted in green. It's a promise. It was comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level. Simple, but not easy, but it's simple. I love simplicity, pretty much. I can complicate things. And commence is to begin, to enter upon, to have a beginning. And here we are. We're beginning realizing that there's a power greater than ourselves. Don't have to identify it perfectly. It's just the beginning. It's bit by bit. It's not going to be in one big fail, big gulp. Um, I think that's what I have, and I can't wait to hear everybody shares. Thanks. I pass. Well, thank you so much, Barb W., for getting us started on the reading today. Um, we do value everyone here who's on the line today, and we do uh, want to hear your experience. Uh, strength and hope. So we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that other people might be able to share their experience um, as well. So who would like to share on the paragraph read by Barb today? Go right ahead. I'll take a list of names. Elena P. Janice P.M. Rachel K. Janice, hold on just a second. Thank you. I heard Rachel, and I heard Dublin Johan. Uh, before Janet, who was that? I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. E L 
Elena C. I couldn't think. I heard your accent in my head, but I couldn't think of the, the name that went with it. Thank you so much, my sweet friend. And who else? Anybody? Well, we can start there. That's a great lineup. We have Davalin, Johan, Tina S. Elena C., Janice PM, Rachel, and then we'll add Tina S. Sounds like a good group. Here we go. Davalin C., Go right ahead. Good morning to you. Good morning. This is Davalyn E. in Manitoba, Canada. And I just think of all the years in reading that paragraph and that little line, I wish I had what that man has. And I wanted that so badly, that faith, whatever faith was. And I kept searching and searching for a concept, for a definition of a higher power that I could fully trust. And that trust, living in these steps over these years, learning to live in these steps, has really changed me. And I'm just realizing that recently, that I can't ever have a definition of a higher power or a concept except to come to a place where that higher power is a part of me and within me. And it's like being filled with love constantly to know that whatever God is, God loves me as I am unconditionally, always, no matter what I do. And so that love fills me and it starts to overflow. When I live in the steps and practice the principles all the time, as much as I'm able, I do it imperfectly constantly, but I try and I feel like I am totally loved and that love fills me up and then it overflows and I can be loving to everyone else. And so there is the faith. There is, I have what I wanted. And with that, I pass. And thank you for listening. Pass. Thank you so much, Davalyn E. Um, from Manitoba, Canada. Up next, we have Johan followed by Elena C. Good morning. Hi, good morning. My name is Johan N. And uh, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Sweden. In Falun in Sweden, in cold Sweden, where we're cold today. Uh, thank you so much for service today. Uh, thanks for that lead share and the shares so far. And uh, yeah, very nice paragraph as always. <laughs> All the paragraphs are, are 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 really good, and it reminds me of um, of when I came into the program, when I first came into the rooms, and I always called myself myself an atheist and so opening this book uh, coming into the rooms and opening this book and seeing God all over it was was very very difficult for me but at the same time I was beaten beaten to a pulp by the disease and you know I I was willing to do anything and accept anything just to to get recovery just to feel okay Uh, and uh, so step one was was not an issue you know Um, I was there, but coming to step two, uh, that was more difficult. 
But my first sponsor was really made it really simple to me. He said, "Can you can you believe that uh, a higher power has helped me to recover?" And you know, I uh, he was the proof. He was my step two. He was the proof that this works. Not only had he recovered, you know, he had a wonderful life and he was happy, joyous, and free, and he had everything that I wanted. So um, I could accept that, you know, and I. I uh, I could accept and I could believe that a higher power could could help me to recover. And coming to step three, I just uh, you know decided in my uh, step uh, step three prayer that, um, to uh, to trust the process and just go through this. Um, and you know, thank God I did uh, because I found recovery. And not only did I find recovery, you know. Uh, being abstinent, that's just a byproduct of, of my relationship with God today. Other byproducts is also, you know, um, love, forgiveness, uh, freedom. And, uh, you know, there's a thousand things that that, uh, that uh, relationship with God just gives. So I'm, I'm just uh, really grateful, uh, really grateful for these meetings. Uh, since I started coming here a bit over three years ago, I've been abstinent. And it's not just you know thanks to the meetings, it's thanks to the program, working the program, of course. But you know, uh, when I came here first and I, I heard all the shares there and I came in contact with people here, I just you know, wow, there is real recovery out there. So if you're new, just coming in, just grab a sponsor, work through the steps, and see how your life can change and uh, how God can lit the light inside of you and how you can be that light in the world. So. Thank you so much for, for letting me share and I pause. Thank you. Thank you, Johan N. from Sweden. Up next, we have Elena C. followed by Janice PM. Good morning, everyone. This is Elena C., gratefully recovered compulsive overeater from South Carolina, and I spell my name E-L-E-N-A. So I like this paragraph because I just had a flashback, a reminder of where I was three years, years before I was introduced to 12 steps. I had a person at work who was like, just talked about God and talked about all her life and had so much wisdom and positivity and calm and relaxation. And I said, I wanted to be like well, I, I thought to myself, I want to be like this person, yet what she believed in seemed like, yikes, I'm not going to, oh, wow, but I want to have what she had, you know, and when I was introduced to 12 steps, the second step was the relief, oh, that's my dog, the relief was that um, I can I can choose my own conception, my own idea, my own understanding of a prior greater than myself. So, and then, then I understood that I have to have a relationship. It doesn't quite matter what I call that power. It doesn't. And I really did not call that power anything for a long, long time. And now I have different names for it. But what it was more important that through these steps, I enter in a partnership with my creator, with my divinity, 
with the spirit of the universe. And I do my part in it. And if, as I do my part in it, which is simply following the 12 steps, then God will do the healing. Because here's the thing. God for me is love. And the two people before me talked about it. Love is blocked by addiction. And it's not only because we eat or we drink, but because we feel deep resentments, feel selfishness, and they're so powerful that they block that source of healing. So love heals addiction. Love heals us. And love is from my higher power. And I'm so happy to share this with you today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Elena C. E-L-E-N-A is how you'll find her on the member list, and she's from South Carolina. Up next, we have Janice P.M., followed by Rachel. Morning to you, Janice. Go right ahead. And good morning to you, Jenna. My name is Janice P.M., a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. That first sentence, that was great news to us. And in the previous paragraph, they say in emphatically assure. Okay, we went over that yesterday. So what they're telling me, of course, when I came in, they told me, you know, came to believe, and I was so cocky um, and self-sufficient that I said, oh, I have a God in my life. I got this all really made. But of course, being (laughs) self-sufficient, if I'm depending on somebody like me, a compulsive overeater that tried and tried and tried, I wasn't too sufficient. No, it, you know, it, it didn't work out for me. I had too much pain. So, you know, because I had a lot of, uh, a lot of gods, a lot of idols um, with, uh, you know, called lesser gods, uh, position, possessions and power. And, and uh, that didn't work, did it? It didn't work for me. So, but it says to believe, come to believe, or willingness to believe. Now, hmm, there's a little difference there, you know? All right, I believe, but it didn't work, supposedly, because I was doing the work, you know? Um, But willingness, you see, willingness is a big thing because I assumed, you know, I, I took for granted And I accepted that, uh, you know, I accepted a lot of things. So (laughs) I had to be open-minded here that you believe in things that were were true, but I had no proof. Now, for example, if I go into a restaurant, I assume that the, the workers are washing their hands. But I don't see it. But I still assume that they do. So this is, you know, the, the, to have faith is, it starts with willingness. And from willingness, we come to believe. And from believe, we have faith. It's a cultivating process, which is absolutely true. There's a lot of things unseen, but, it, but we believe. We believe that the Eiffel Tower is there in France because people have seen it, but I haven't seen it, you know. Um, you're going to go on a chair. You assume 
and you have faith that that chair is going to hold me. So, you know, there's other so many examples of I, I, I believe, but I didn't have proof. So it has to stop somewhere. And it did stop somewhere for me by seeing other people and then experiencing things that, okay, I'm willing to believe in, in my sponsor because she, you know, did this, that. And I'm going to be willing to believe in that. And then I get results. And then I start to believe, and then I start to have faith. So it can be acquired. We don't have to compare with somebody that has the faith. You will get it. It's a promise, like it was said. And it will be cultivated and developed more and more through practicing these steps. That's what happened to me. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janice P.M. from Massachusetts. Up next, we have Rachel followed by Tita. Oh, thank you so much, Jen. And gosh, thank you. All the shares this morning have just been spot on awesome. Um, but anyway, hi, um, my name is Rachel Kay. I uh, am a recovered compulsive overeater from the great state of Indiana. And yeah, what this paragraph tells me is basically you know, chill out. <laughs> Don't worry so much. It's fine. Don't stress. Just that, you know, I don't have the right kind of God or that I don't believe enough. I mean, and it's true. Like now I have a faith that works. I have a God that is my best friend, my new employer, my perfect parent. Um, but I didn't always have that. And I did used to be really jealous of people who had the kind of faith that I have. Um, but I didn't always have it. It grew as a result of these steps. And I had, you know, a pretty profound spiritual experience uh, at the beginning. But, um, but it also, you know, with step two and step 11 and all the steps really has grown over time. And so but I had to just relax. You know, that thing about we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle also applies here. I can overthink anything. I can overthink buying a water bottle on Amazon. So I can certainly overthink something as big as, you know, God and the conception of God. And to me, what the big book tells me is, yeah, I know you're smart. I know you're very intellectual, but quit, Quit thinking so much, you know, that that's great. God gave us brains to use, but you don't need to overthink this. Follow these steps, you know, just be willing to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity um, and and keep going, you know, keep pedaling. Uh, it'll, you know, if I, if I, you know, to use an analogy, if I, when I'm riding a bicycle, if I start thinking about it too much, or if I'm driving, you know, I'm, I'm liable to run into a fire hydrant or something. It's just, I know how to do this. Just, just keep pedaling, keep driving, and it will become clear. Um, you don't have to, to piece it out, you know, line by line or, or minutia by minutia. Um, just be willing to believe, keep going, and, and it'll grow. And it, it does. I'm here to tell you it does grow. I mean, I found a power greater than myself that can solve my problem. That's what this big book promises. And it's beyond my wildest dreams. So um, yeah, if you're struggling, I would just say, just keep pedaling. Um, it will become clear. 
And thanks for letting me share, and I pass. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rachel Kay from Indiana. And then up next, we have Tina S. from Florida. Tina, before you get started, give me just one moment to welcome those people who just jumped on the line with us a little bit late this morning and might not know where we are. We're in We Agnostics. We're in the big book on page 47, paragraph number three. That was great news to us. Um, it's what it starts with, and we're reading all the way through We Could Commence to a Simpler Level, and that one paragraph only. Take it away, Tina S. Thanks so much, Jen. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Yeah, wow, what a great paragraph and wonderful shares this morning also. Um, you know, I'm so grateful for the previous uh, paragraph, which really paved the path for me in, in this next paragraph to come and the spiritual experience that we read yesterday. You know, when I got here, you know, I really wanted what the people had, but I was didn't even know how to do it. You know, and uh, this willingness, I didn't know, even know so much about that. But when I started to study the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, when I really started to study and to learn, you know, I like so many other people, you know, I wanted this stuff for sure. And, you know, and I, and I, and I probably was jealous of the people who had it but what I did was I did what they did you know and so you know I loved in in the previous paragraph you know I could just start right where I was you know I didn't have to be any place else or anybody else because I always thought I did and I just and I fin and I worked the steps I believed that you believed <laughs> I believed that it worked in your life because I could see it worked in your life so why don't I just do what you do you know, and so through the process of working the steps, I had the spiritual awakening. And today, and I love that it talked, I think everybody talked about cultivating this relationship from the previous shares today and how cool is that? Because it's not a one and done. I do this on a daily basis. I continue to cultivate my relationship with the power greater than myself, you know, because I continue to want more. I always say this, always true. I'm a person of more and I want more of this stuff. You know, so one day at a time, I'm free, and 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 I and I charge with the other people in these rooms that are free, and I'm, I'm available to share with people that that want to be free also. And so with this, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tina S from Florida. All right, well, we are going to go ahead and take another list of names. We do value all of you who are on the line today and your experience. We ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way we can hear other voices and uh, people's experience. So I'll go ahead and take another list of names to share on that paragraph. Go right ahead. I heard Margaret. Mary M. Robin P. in Dublin. Blanca B. And then Robin. And then Blanca. Was it Chantel B? Yeah, Chantel C. Thanks, Chantel. We'll stop there. Um, so this is who I heard this morning. Sorry if there was there's a lot of people, but um, they overlapped. I heard um, Shauna or Shana C. Please forgive me. Margaret D., Mary, Robin, Blanca, and Chantel. Let's go with that group. All right. Is it Shauna or Shana? Sorry. Shana C, can you hear me? Oh, Shana. Thank you so much, Shana. I appreciate it. Go right ahead. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your service, and thanks uh, to everyone who shared. It, it, like, like it's been said, it's a wonderful meeting. Um, the thing that just keeps popping in my head, my name is Shana C. First of all, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Knoxville, Tennessee. 
and it is a miracle for my life. And in and the fact that I, I'm able to abstain from the the foods that are killing me and able to stick with a food plan and be where I'm at after you know over three years, it's it, one day, one meal is a miracle for me. Like really, that's how I have come to believe that that God cares about this stuff too. See, I had a I had a belief in God. Before I got into recovery, I did have a belief in God. And I'm not going to discount that or say that it wasn't good enough. But it was where I was. And for me to say that I didn't experience God in my life and have answers to prayer and the love of God in my life prior to recovery would be a lie. Because I did. I would pray things and didn't quite understand it and things would happen. What I'm saying is to have the vital spiritual experience required to separate me from my alcoholic substances required more than just me believing and praying and studying like maybe maybe someone who doesn't have the kind of uh, issues that I have, you know, with addiction and, and things of that nature. Uh, in other words, a normie, <laughs> whatever that means. I need deeper. I need a major overhauling. I need an entire psychic change a day at a time. And so the cool thing is about the 12 steps and even about the faith that brought me to um, uh, recovery is, is that it has all worked together for the good. I don't have to throw away and, and you know, the baby out with the bathwater. Um, and the cool thing is, see, I had recovery in another fellowship prior to OA, like really, like real surrender in OA. Um but I, like I said, I was I was doing the deal in the other fellowship. I was of service. I was praying. I was experiencing miracles. I was experiencing the presence of God in my life. But for whatever reason, up until that point, I hadn't reached that level of desperation with food um, that I needed to get to. And thank God. You know, for me, it's the same God, the same 12 steps. But the identification with another compulsive overeater is absolutely crucial. And you guys were here for me when that happened. You guys were working the same steps I was working out of the same book I was working. But you guys identified with that physical allergy to those alcoholic foods. And you were able to share your experience with that. And and I was able to see through your experience that this thing worked with food also. And that I'm a compulsive overeater also. And I got to get well from this also a day at a time, a meal at a time. And anyway, I'm so grateful to be here and so happy that this thing is continuing to work. And um, but with that, that, that I'll, well, I can't talk. With that, I'll pass. And you guys have to day. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for sharing today. Margaret D., you're up next, followed by Mary. Go ahead, Margaret. Thanks, Jen. Good morning, everybody. My name is Margaret D., and I'm very, I am really very grateful to be a recovered compulsive eater. Um, that word just doesn't cover enough ground being recovered. Um, so this, oh, and you know what? Welcome to the still suffering compulsive eaters. Um, I just got to throw this in. It took me third, over 30 years to get recovered and it is so worth it. Um, so anyways, getting back to the paragraph here, um, I had to back 
into this. I just, which is kind of how I do a lot of stuff. I have to just back into it instead of jumping over the cliff, you know, with my arms extended going, woohoo, that just doesn't work for me. So the first sentence about do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself, how that came to pass was I always had known that there was a power greater than myself. And this is how crazy I was. Because I knew that I was not making the sun come up. I'm I'm pretty sure that I did not invent, you know, oxygen or some other of these really wonderful things that the world is comprised of. But, so I knew there was a power greater than me, but when it came right down to it, I thought that, that, that I was that power, that I could control people, places, things. In other words, I felt like I was a God, but I was a very limited God. And so I love this that this is phrased that it's not about God, but that there's a power greater than myself. And then he goes on and he says, as soon as a man can say that, and that he does believe, that there's a power greater than himself, or he's willing to believe, hey, woohoo, it's for real. We are definitely on the way. So the shorthand for me that I remember, that I try and do the pause and remember thing, is very simple. It's, is there a God? Yes. And the second thing is, it's not me. If I, when, not if, but when I remember those two things, my insecurity vanishes, the fears go away, the next step to recovery is just laid out like the yellow brick road to Dorothy. And, and my life is so much simpler. So my biggest problem, and it, and again, you know, it does crop up every so often again. I don't rationally believe that I'm God, but on some level, I feel so insecure that I have to be God. Otherwise, there's nobody out there. So I just got to keep believing and thinking. And pretty soon after I start thinking about it and then believing it, the feeling comes. And then it's like a done deal. So there is a God, Margaret, just like Virginia, there is a Chris or there is a Santa, and it's not me. So thanks, everybody, for all your service. And please keep coming back because there's so much recovery. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Margaret D. And where are you calling from today for everybody so they can find you on the list, please, if they'd like to chat? It's um, D as in dog. And I'm in Georgia. Uh Georgia, thanks so much. Georgia. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Margaret D. in Georgia. Up next, we have Mary followed by Robin. You'll give me the first initial of your last name and the state in which you're calling from that helps others find you go right ahead mary good morning this is mary m i'm from uh illinois chicago illinois um thanks jen for chairing the meeting and uh thanks everybody that's been uh contributing it's been a really great meeting and and i'm just uh all ears this morning uh i love we agnostics um, because that's where I really have, I think, the most trouble. Um, 
I love uh, this paragraph especially. Um, I wish I had what that man has. And when I when I read that, um, I start comparing myself to other people. I start comparing, um, you know, my uh, my faith to somebody else's and uh, somebody's outside with my insides because, you know, a lot of times I'm just obstinate. I am stubborn. Uh, I can't make myself be willing. Um, the book says that alcohol was my master, food was my master. And, you know, I was so used to um, using all these outside things to to um to bring me to sanity. You know, that's what comforted me. That's what made me feel whole was was food, was booze, was shopping, um, all these things that produced effect. And um so, you know, going on, um, you know, I can't compare myself to other people. This has got to come organically for me. And you know, it says right before on page 46 that uh, that that uh, I need to seek him, the capital H, and he's all-inclusive, never exclusive. So I can seek my higher power in in the most beautiful things, and and sometimes it's just hearing your voices that I hear my higher power. You know, I feel it in my gut, from my belly button all the way up to my heart. Um, So at the bottom of the paragraph, it says, so it was comforting to learn that we could convince at a simpler level. So stop comparing myself to others because that's when I start defending myself. And so that's where I stay sick and toxic. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you, everybody, um, for your shares. That's all I got. Thank you, Mary M. from Illinois. Up next, we have Robin followed by Blanca. Go ahead, Robin. Thanks, Jen. Hi, I'm Robin P. I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Uh, I'm listed in Costa Rica. Um, currently, we are traveling through Europe, and we are in Dublin. Um, I've been traveling through Europe for three months, 23 cities. It's been a whirlwind, and we are will be in the U.S. Uh, starting December 24th. So we're almost done. Um, you know, I came into the program uh, years ago, and I saw God on the walls, and I ran out. Um, I was raised atheist, and it was uh, – I just felt really – like I desperately needed recovery and I desperately couldn't tolerate the God thing on the wall. And somebody said, just act as if you believe in something greater than your addiction because you worship, your God is food and you worship food and you need a God bigger than food. And it can be nature. It can be any force that's positive instead of so negative. And, um, you know, that was my bridge. The program was my bridge to God. And I, I, um, I had a spiritual awakening on May 1st, 1984 of the profound variety uh, that led me to the God of my understanding today. And, 
I am eternally grateful. I'm the only Christian in my family, and it's uh, it's been a real faith walk all the way around. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm coming up on seven years of abstinence, one day at a time by God's grace. And, you know, this three months of travel, uh, you know, every three or four days in a new town has been really, I'm a gluten-free vegan, and uh, it's been really uh, God just takes care of us. So much leaning on God, so much leaning on the program. Um, my sponsor, the steps, you know, uh, my God squad, just the whole thing. I'm so grateful. It's such a far cry from what that paragraph describes. I'm so grateful for all these years of recovery. Um, God bless everybody with a very blessed abstinence day. Thanks again, Jen, for your service, and I pass. Safe travels to you, Robin P. She lives in Costa Rica. That's where she's at on the list. You can get a hold of her. Up next is Blanca. Go right ahead, Blanca, followed by Chantal. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Go right ahead. Oh, great. Okay. Hi. Good morning, uh, everyone. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your service. Um, today um i i think it's you know it's great even in oa it says if you see someone that has what you want you know so that immediately made me think it's okay you know it's okay to want sometimes to want what someone else has <laughs> especially in oa because that's how we that's where we get our inspiration and our motivation sometimes from seeing someone that has what we want i remember when i first came into program i found that like from the second or third meeting, you know, there was this person in program and she just, uh, she was so, she had given away um, uh, her weight. Uh, she uh, was in recovery. She was uh, so at ease in her body. And, uh, you you know, I remember it sounds silly, but, you know, her buttons weren't popping off her chest. You know, everything, her clothes fit her so beautifully and she moved with ease and lightness and um, and and confidence. And, of course, I wanted that. Seeing that was, did it for me. And right there in front of me was all the proof I needed. You know, I may have, I may have doubted before that, but when I saw this person and met this person, and then, of course, talked to her, and the first thing she said was, well, it wasn't always this way. And that's what really hit home. Wow, she was like me at one time. She said, oh, I was all, let me tell you about my experience. So, and that's the proof. There, there it was right in front of me. And that helped, and uh, I never stopped coming back. And on that, I'll pass. Before you go, Blanca, can you give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from, please? You bet. It's Blanca B.G., and I am calling from Central Florida, Laurel. City. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Up next, we're going to have Chantal, um, and then we'll go ahead and we'll be able to take, I think, a couple more people. People have been brief this morning. So, Chantal, or is it Chantel? I am so sorry. I write down so fast and then I can't remember the pronunciation, but you all are so graceful with me. Chantal C. Chantal C. Are you still there? 
press star one, we can't hear you. Oh, hi. Sorry about that. I thought I was unmuted. <laughs> um, it's yeah, okay. It's Go right ahead. <laughs> Thank you. It's Chantal C. from Nova Scotia. Um, this is my first time uh, sharing at this meeting. I've been listening for a long time. So a little nervous. Um, but I can certainly... Um, identify with that that paragraph i've been in 12-step programs for uh, a long time and i remember at one point um looking at somebody that i worked with and i used to think oh if i could just be like him you know he's got goes to church every sunday he's got uh, a little boy a little girl he's married he's been married his whole life same career his whole life and that's just not me you know i raised a kid by myself and um I traveled, I, I went to South Korea to work, and Northwest Territories to work, and I'm from Ontario, and I, I'm now in Cape Breton Island. I moved here by myself for work, and I've stayed, and I love it here, and I'm retired now, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an artisan, and, and I've done all kinds of weird and wonderful things in my life, and I finally realized that that's me. That's okay. I don't have to have the 2.5 kids and be married to the same person my whole life. But I have a hard time accepting that around the whole higher power stuff. Uh, I've, I've had this, my belief in a higher power has ebbed and flowed over the years. I was raised Catholic, turned my back on that as a teen. And um, I I think that the, the thing I have the most difficulty with is when I hear other people talking about God and referring it to, to it as a hymn, and he's going to do this for me. And, um, and I'm not saying that's, I guess, I'm just putting it out there because I need to get honest about this stuff. And um, I know that there's something greater than me. I've experienced it many times. I go for walks in the woods and, and I'm in awe of what's out there. I garden and I'm in awe of what comes to life in my little patch of earth, you know? Um, and, and I experience it when I, when I'm on an outreach call and, and people are happy to hear from me and I get off the phone and I feel better. Um, and I mean, I can go on and on. I just need to learn to accept other people's uh, concept of a higher power. And um, stop being so resistant and judgmental. And um, I'm I'm newly abstinent again, so I know that 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 love and compassion will come as I continue to work the steps. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to put my name out there and and thank you so much for all of you for for being here. And uh, with that, I'll pass. It's Chantal C from Nova Scotia. Awesome. Wonderful. Thanks for um, unmuting, being brave, and uh, sharing for the first time. Love hearing new voices. And we do have time for another fellow who else would like to share this morning. Anita Shay. Um, Anita Shay. All right. So I heard Anita J first. We'll go with her. Take us, take us out, Anita J. Please and thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Anita J, you got muted. Press star one for me, please. Okay, this is Anita J out in Massachusetts. 
gratefully recovered um, from this hopeless uh, situation of compulsive overeating. I um, think probably the best thing that this program did was give me my God back because I had thrown the baby out with the bathwater. I'd been very disillusioned because I didn't have the right understanding of what does God do for you. God isn't a fairy tale uh, figure. He helps me to learn how to live life on life's terms. And I didn't always like the terms, you know? But it didn't say you had to like it. But I have learned so much from everything. I wonder if I could have learned some other some other way. I doubt it. I um, I guess I wanted to tell my gratitude for getting. I mean, I'm grateful for my abstinence until I heard the way vision explains things, which is just right out of the big book. But somehow the way it's been done in this meeting rearranged my thinking. It, it emptied out all that I thought I knew. And guess what? There was the answer. The answer is a higher power. That's, that, that's in the beginning of the big book, how a hundred or how many found God. It didn't say how they got sober. It was how they found God. And I'm no different than they are. My story is of a woman who finally found God, and I'm very, very grateful that I passed. Thanks, Anita Day. I appreciate your share, and we actually have two more minutes. Anybody else? Julie M. Lulu, Lulu go ahead, L. Julie, go right. Sorry, Lulu. <laughs> Julie M., go right ahead. Lulu, you hang out till second hour. Go right ahead, Julie. Good morning. Hi, this is Julie M. in Colorado. Hi, Jen. And, you know, what this paragraph reminds me of is when I first came into OA, I was so angry at all of the skinny women. And I say that with um, kind of a sadness in my heart. I One thing I realized about myself working the steps was that if I, if people were skinny, they had perfect lives. That was my belief. And, um, you know, I blamed everything that wasn't going well in my life on my weight. And what I learned was that two things, either the women that were, that were thin were as unhappy as I was, but on the other end of the spectrum with food, they were restricting, or they had found serenity and they had lost weight. And, um, that is where I got my faith. I thought, oh my gosh, it's possible. If they can do it and they're telling the same stories about food and about life that I'm telling, then it's possible. And that was my beginning with faith. Um, the other thing that this tells me, the last sentence, so it's comforting to learn that we could commence at a simpler level, is that I don't have to have the same spirituality as my sponsor. And I can take on sponsees that have a radically different spirituality than I do. And, um, and that has been such a beautiful part of this program that any faith works. It doesn't matter what it is. Choose your own conception of God. And we can, I can, you know, I can sponsor um, agnostics. I can sponsor Christians. I can sponsor Jews. I can sponsor, um, 
bulimics, even though I'm not, it doesn't matter. It's, it's our unhealthy relationship to food for me, also body image and, um, you know, having the faith that it works. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. That's awesome. Perfect timing, Julie, my gal from Colorado. All right. So thank you to everyone who shared. The Worldwide Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous was present today, all the different countries and states. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Okay, so get your pen and paper out um, because I want to give you the share ID for today. The share ID for today was um, 19,000. 729. That's 19729 for Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Now, also, again, I'm going to go back because there was a glitch in the system yesterday, and I want to give you the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording that we did on the spiritual experience. That was uh, 19,721. So that's 19721 for Wednesday, December 7th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording. Thank you for everybody who helped figure that out this morning. All right, we're now going to close with a reading from the Big Book. We're going to head to page 164, and then we're going to follow that up by the Serenity Prayer. Will Martha Z. please read A Vision for You? Thanks, Jen, for your loving service. Good morning, my friends in recovery. I'm Martha Z. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.